It's time for a bedtime story. Today's bedtime story is Noisy Nora by Sarah Parkinson. Noisy Nora can't seem to fit in with other mice as she's just too loud. It's only when she stumbles upon a poor frightened mole that she discovers that everyone's voice has its place. It just needs to find the right home. My name is Sarah Parkinson and this is my book, Noisy Nora. Most mice we see are timid and small, scampering round, making no sound at all. But not Nora. Nora's a mouse who's incredibly loud. Her noisy laugh turns every head in a crowd. She just can't fit in, try as she might, for the way that she acts is never quite right. She disturbs all the birds that sing in the trees and makes the mice jump at their afternoon teas. Cake! (laughs) Not so noisy, Nora, one said, lifting its snout. But she couldn't help the noise bursting out. The rest of the mice move away in disgust. Do we have to say that she's one of us? Hearing their words, her cheeks blushing red, she wishes she could be like them instead. Rejected, she plods down a damp, muddy track, but loses her footing and quickly falls back. She slips and slides down a steep, sludgy hill, then reaches a garden, not stopping until she hits a bump flipping her up to the sky and plops headfirst into a molehill nearby. There's a scuffling sound and a panicky squeak. Nervously, Nora takes a quick peek. Tunnel upon tunnel of curious things. Collections from pine cones to grubs and old rings. A shy little shadow appears down one hole the velvety fur of a small, frightened mole. Then as Nora leans in, Mole's face catches the light. Paws pressed over her ears, her eyes screwed up tight. Nora didn't want to frighten Mole more by making mistakes she'd made before. She twists ever so gently, not making a sound, wriggling free from the freshly dug ground. I'm sorry, whispers Nora, to drop in this way. Can I help at all? Have you had a bad day? Just tell me the problem, whatever the size. Mole uncovers her ears and rubs her tired eyes. I live under this garden to catch all the grubs, but the gardener hates me chewing his shrubs. He's already discovered my penny collection. It's just a matter of time before he finds this selection. I try to call out, but it sounds like a, yelp. How can I find someone to listen and help? Suddenly, with a clang, a huge spade appears. 
Nora has to think fast and forget all her fears. Help! Booms out Nora with a deafening blow. Her ears start to prick up all around the hedgerow. The shout shakes the trees, the lake and the burrows. Many hurry to assist from the shrews to the sparrows. If Nora's outburst doesn't scare off the man, you know a stampede of animals can. Come on now, Mole, we have work to do. Nora shouts for the others to come and help too. Each of them carries Mole's trinkets and knickknacks, using buckets and barrels and scuffed up old backpacks. The pair dig Mole's new home with Nora next door, both feeling more wanted than ever before. But Mole still felt troubled and her eyes start to glisten. What about other small voices that need someone to listen? Some mice would decide that they aren't good enough, that there's too much to do or the task is too tough. But not Nora. Nora set up a treetop talk show, interviewing her guests for the audience below. So when there's a voice that needs to be heard, Nora has a keen crowd to hear every word. Now the mice watch Nora's show every day. She's one of us. They're so proud to say. Did you know that moles really are a pest for gardeners for chewing on the roots of their plants? Like mole in the story, they live alone most of the time and have very sensitive noses to help them know what direction to dig towards those grubs. While moles don't collect treasures that we know of, they do create wonderful little chambers in their underground tunnels and organise their belongings in there. A food store, somewhere to sleep, and even a nursery for the babies. So that was Noisy Nora by Sarah Parkinson's and Sarah joins us today. So welcome, Sarah. Karen, how are you? Yes, wonderful, thank you. Congratulations on the book. Um, was this written during lockdown and was there any incident involving any mice at all? You know what? I do to write the book. <laughs> Not at all. I've um, I just adore mice. I've always adored mice as a child. I love the fact that they're so small and they can be like a little, a little. Fr- I always thought of they could be like a nice little friend in your pocket. That was always the way I kind of thought thought of them. You know, like in uh, Roald Dahl's The Witches, how he has two pet mice that he that he learns teaches tricks. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so I just love the idea of having little mice in my pocket. So that's why I just I just love little mice. And Brambley Hedge is a big inspiration for me as well. But, you know the um, can't remember the author. But they um they beautiful, beautiful illustrations and stories by uh by Brambley Hedge. It's funny, isn't it? Because I have two cats younger than yours, because you said earlier you've got an older cat, didn't you? And yes. they bring in mice every day. So it's oh. not that I hate mice, but they do no. go really quickly. And it was it it is one of those carry on moments where you're jumping on the sofa because they're running yeah. around your feet they're awful but they're beautiful oh. I can totally see where you're coming they from. are they are beautiful yeah you don't want to pick one up though because they can nip yeah yeah but close up they're really really pretty aren't close they up, they're lovely they're beautiful things so you're no stranger to bedtime stories as mm. the shoe foxes has already appeared on on the podcast so how many books have you written so far is this your third book Wow. Yes, this is my third book. Um, it was last year's book. And then, yes, I'm working on my on book four this year as well. So uh, that's all to come. 
Wow, fantastic. So what was the first book? Because we're, we're yet to record that one, aren't we? What was the first book called? Uh, the first, well, the first one was uh, The Shoe Boxes, which is the one that right, we've got. That, that is the that first one. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next one it was Dragonfly Pie, the year after, which I will do at some point. Um, and I just thought I would do Noisy Nora because uh, it was the most recent, really. So I thought I would go the other end. So, yeah, um, Dragonfly Pie was the, was the one from last year that we've not covered as yet. But that's all about dragonflies that uh, pester geese. And oh. uh, it's, it's pretty much the geese getting finding their way to get back at them. Um, so yes, there's lots of interesting facts. So I like to put interesting facts in my books. Yes, um, I do. I, I love to see them at the end of books. So can you yeah. give us a little snippet of book number four? Oh, but book number four. Without giving is, too much um, away. Oh, I can I can give you a little I can give you a little exclusive, Karen, because I've not spoken to many people about this as yet. Um, so I'm doing a book on pheasants that oh. are private investigators oh, how so we're going exciting. on a different angle this year and I'm hoping um yeah I'm, I'm hoping it's like it's, it's all looking good for a, one set at Christmas this year as well so it'll be Christmas oh perfect which yeah. I'm so, so you, excited for do you live in the country then where you're surrounded by lots of wildlife so you get lots of kind of inspiration Yes, got lots of Shropshire, beautiful um, hillside and the Welsh mountains off in the background as well. So there's lots of inspiration around here. And I thought, I, I, you know, when I first started writing, I just had a, a you know, a, a town, a town park kind of thing to go off. The, that's what inspired in Willow Park. So Willow Park is really a town park. But yeah. um, this is, um, you know, this, the, moving out to the countryside has just been an absolute abundance of um, inspiration. I do try and get things, pick, pick out things that you might you know come across uh, in the town as well so yeah. that's always a great inspiration oh wonderful so you've also been illustrating haven't you for another author can you maybe tell us a bit about that yes so I've been doing uh, the illustrations for another team author author um Rowena Swanson oh, and wow. uh, this this is her first book with team author and um it's called the king of the shell and it's about a king that lives in a castle by the sea um, he discovers a magical shell and it's just it's just wonderful it's such a lovely lovely book um, and there's gorgeous um, it's what's great for me is the fact that I'm able to then do um, pictures of seascapes and oh, um, some things that I wouldn't get to do in my books so this mine's mine not based by the sea so this is just yeah. a wonderful opportunity for me to do some gorgeous uh, she's got some lovely sun uh, sunrises and things in in the book so it's just beautiful so oh, lovely. I'm very much looking forward to sharing that with you oh and when's that when's that particular book coming out that you've been working that one's on? coming out in autumn um on amazon uh, with team author yeah wonderful so for our listeners if anybody has any questions about your book how can they get in touch with you uh, yeah, you can get in touch with me on Instagram, uh, which is at Spark Author, or on Facebook, which is at Sparky Author, um, okay. or you can get you can use my website as well, which is SparkyAuthor.com. Wonderful. Oh well, I wish you all the best with your books and book number four that's coming out, and um, I'm sure there'll be more from you in the future. I wish you all the best. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you very much. Speak to you soon, Karen. Bedtime Stories is sponsored by Team Author UK, independent publishers. If you have a fabulous story to tell, get in touch, as they excel at helping writers just like you. Visit their website at www.teamauthoruk.co.uk or on their social media platforms at Team Author UK.